The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho, mama. Talk is me. All right, welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll. And today we are going to the garden. Madison Square Garden in New York City. With WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry and Dave LaGreca from Busted Open Radio, who's going to be on Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rage at Sea. We're going to be talking about some of the legendary WWE matches that have taken place in the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden, over the years, going back to Bruno San Martino's incredible championship run. Dave remembers the first match he ever saw there, featuring Hulk Hogan. And Mark and I remember some of our best and worst moments at the Garden as well and talk about what it's like to do a wrestling show there from arriving to leaving to after the show. We're also going to talk about why WWE hasn't been doing too much at the Garden in recent years, instead choosing to hold events and shows at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, including next year's WrestleMania. This was actually recorded before the huge announcement that Ring of Honor and New Japan were going to have a show WrestleMania weekend at Madison Square Garden. So we do touch upon it, but this was before that announcement announcement was made we're still talking about one of the most storied venues in wrestling history what it meant and still means today to perform there as a pro not just for wrestling but for music as well tons of iconic bands and artists and comedians have played msg it is the pinnacle we talk about a few of those as well it's wwe in madison square garden the world's most famous arena coming up Lots of great stuff. And speaking of great stuff, Fozzie is tearing it up in Europe right now. We are in Slovenia tonight, Wednesday, August 1st, with Mr. Big. Uh, August 3rd, where the, the Vakken Festival in Vakken, Germany, come see us there. Then we go to Berlin for a Fozzie headlining show. Then we're in Bochum for the 6th which with Mr. Big. Uh, Schaffenberg in the 7th, August 7th, uh, with Mr. Big. That is all sold out. Then we got Landes de Rock in Alicante, Spain, August 9th. August 11th at the Alcatraz Festival in Belgium. Get there early because we're playing uh, when the chickens get up at like 10 in the morning or something. And then we hit the main stage at Bloodstock in Canton Park. Walton on Trent, Derbyshire, returning to the UK for one show. Our last show on the Judas Rising Tour in the UK. Uh, go check out all VIP information at FozzyRock.com. We are having a blast with our VIPs. Uh, having such a great time in the Czech Republic. Was a great show in Prague. Fun time in Zurich. Uh, great show. Uh, and the VIPs just rock and we're doing uh, Judas and drinking with Jesus 
an elevator and we played uh, TNT and cold gin and breaking the law and eat the rich in Switzerland because as you do because that's where Crocus is from uh, who did the original version of eat the rich uh, so come check us out as we're in Europe for another week or so uh, fozzyrock.com for all ticket information and VIP information and then we start back again for the next leg of the Judas Rising Tour Friday August 24th in Atlanta Georgia at Smith's uh, then we're doing uh, we're doing uh, Birmingham and Huntsville and Clarksville Little Rock and Joliet and Omaha Des Moines Minneapolis Fargo St. Louis Indianapolis Fort Wayne Columbus Cincinnati Louisville Charlotte North Carolina Jacksonville North Carolina Huntington West Virginia Greenville South Carolina uh, Orlando Florida House of Blues Tampa at the Orpheum Fort Lauderdale all those shows with Adelita's Way Stone Broken and The Stir go to fozzyrock.com for all ticket information plus we are returning to Australia Melbourne Sydney uh, uh, Brisbane uh, we're doing uh, Adelaide. We're also making our debut in uh, New Zealand as well. So go to fozzyrock.com for all information and VIP information. Like I said, one of the best in the business. Mini concert just for you. Meet you, heck. Meet you, hang out, take pictures, do all the things that we're going to do. So go check it out, fozzyrock.com, and get ready to check out WWE Madison Square Garden with Mark Henry and Dave LaGreca starting now. Right, so um, we are here with uh, Dave LaGreca, Busted Open, and my old friend uh, Mark Henry, and uh, we did an episode of, of, of Dave's show, and we were trying to think of something that we could do for a podcast for Talk is Jericho, so um, Dave, what were some of the ideas that you had? I asked you to try and come up with some topics. Well, it's hard with Mark. I mean, Mark and I are great on the air, but we don't have a lot of things in common when it comes to movies and music. Like, I love horror movies. He hates horror movies. I love heavy metal music. And, you know, Mark likes R&B and, and old school rap. But we came up with MASH. We both, we both, we love, both, we both love MASH. Love the we show, both TV love show old MASH. TV shows. Now, Chris may, may hate MASH. I don't know. But we love MASH. What and about the, old TV shows? There's, is there an old TV show? Well, like I Jefferson's, love, Archie Bunker? Well, I loved MASH when I was a kid. I even had books about MASH and, and, and all that sort of thing. So that would be a good idea. <laughs> Which, of course, would probably draw about seven yeah. listeners. <laughs> I mean, people like Jericho, what are they listen to? Uh, MASH, that's the topic. But you guys were having a little, a, a very short discussion on, on Madison Square Garden and, and the traditions of the wrestling and all that sort of stuff there. And as I was driving over here listening to you guys, I thought that would make a really good podcast. You know, Madison Square Garden and kind of all of our experiences in wrestling there and just kind of how it was so important uh, at one point in the wrestling business yep. and kind of now how it's not as important in the wrestling business because of of the way things have gone as far as the different buildings and all that sort of thing. But um, when we're talking about, about, about the garden and, and just to kind of go into it, uh, we mentioned that there was a big WWE show there this weekend and how they're used to, like, we used to work the garden, I remember, at six least. times a, a year, yeah. eight times a year. And now it's once or twice a year. Uh, what's the reason for that from, from a New York standpoint, Dave? It's just the economics of everything. And I think, too, and Chris, you'll probably be able to, to talk about this as well, is just it's hard at the garden. You know, where's where do you park? Where do the trucks come in, you know, with all the equipment? At Barclays, it was built. Barclays in Brooklyn, which is they, they use now more than any other building, that building was made for the trucks to drive in underneath the building and the parking and everything else. And just the economics and the union, um, it's just very difficult to have shows at Madison Square Garden now. And it really hurts me as a fan 
we're going to have WrestleMania here in 2019 in New York, New Jersey. It's going to be at MetLife Stadium and all the events, Raw, SmackDown, the Hall of Fame, will be at Barclays and nothing at Madison Square Garden. So WWE WrestleMania weekend, Madison Square Garden will be dark to pro wrestling. And I, I grew up with Gorilla Monsoon saying that Madison Square Garden was the mecca of pro wrestling. And for an event like that and for it to be dark for, mm -hmm. for the WWE, it's... It's, it's just so no, it's, difficult, Dave. It's no longer the flagship building. Barclays is. And you grew up knowing that Madison Square Garden was the end-all, be-all when it came. It's the most famous arena yes, in the world. Yes, there's no yeah, doubt there's, about without it. Without a doubt. There's, there's nothing that's remotely close. I, I, I grew up in a little small town in Texas, but I knew about Madison Square Garden. Even with the, the approach of all the professional teams, you know, I was a Laker fan, so... Anytime the Lakers played the Knicks, oh my gosh, it was it was like a championship game. Yeah. Like people just rise to the occasion going to that building because they understand the greatness that stands over it, the boxing world. Like the list goes on and on and on. I mean, Springsteen, how many times did Springsteen sell that place out? Yeah. I mean, it's like it's it's a ridiculous amount of things that um that makes it special, but there's also some things that are not so special about it. And that, I think that's the major reason why. And the union thing, when I told you the story about me trying to uh, well, take George the, story, the Animal. The story. Well, so George the Animal still was standing by a monitor in the back. And this is probably early 2000s, late 90s. And I was like, Mr. Steele, you want me to get you a chair? And he was like, He's like, no, no. I said, no, no, I'm going to go get you a chair. You don't need to stand up. So I go and get these two chairs, folding chairs. Mm -hmm. And I'm walking down the hallway, and the guy, whoa, 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 you got to stop. And I was like, what are you, man, what are you, are you serious? And he's like, you, you, you can't carry those. You got to give me that. Like, I'll get fired. And I was like, what? And he was like, no, no, like, you, you, you're not allowed to move furniture in this building. Like, it's, that's our job. We have to do that. I have to go get somebody that that's what they do. Hmm. And I was like, get the hell out of here. Like, he's 50 feet that way. And and they would, the guy stood in front of me with his arms out. He said, sir, no, no. He would not let me move those damn folding chairs. Mm -hmm. And Jimmy Corderas came on, and he was like, he used to put the ring up. So he was saying how it was the same thing. Like, they had a guy that came in and put the metal structure up. Then they had to call, wait, call a, a group of people that did the carpentry. They would put the boards and the carpet on. And then they had to call somebody else to come and put the ropes on. Like it, it would take, it, it it takes all day to yep. put together the garden to be able to do a show. Because of because the union, of the union. stuff, yeah. And it sucks, man. Like I, all of that stuff, you know, it's not, there's no elevator for um, the, the floor. So you have to go up this winding, like a driveway. Driveway yeah. to get to that floor. And it's only as wide as this studio. Yeah. For the trucks to go up there. They had to use forklifts. Yeah. They came put a a regular a ring truck in there. So man, it's just it's a lot of work to get in there and they don't make it easy on you and it's expensive as hell. Well, the funny thing is, it, it, it's an, it's, it becomes a necessary evil, I found, working for the WWE, because it's the Garden, and it's, you know, at the time, like, I started in 99, you started in 96, Mark, but the Garden was the mecca of the WWE, and yep. we can, we'll talk about this, but even to the point where, in the 70s, that's how Vince's dad 
or 60s would judge who gets a push or who doesn't, how they got over in the garden. If you got over in the garden, you would get a push in the company. If you tanked in the garden, you wouldn't get a you wouldn't get a, a big shove. So to be there was a big deal. But I mean, you mentioned like the parking and talking about this to people that don't know, you might think, well, what are they bitching about? You knew to park for the show at the garden, it was going to cost you, I don't know, 200 bucks, 300 bucks. And you had to park across the street. Right. I remember the first time I made my Madison Square Garden debut in about August of 99, I went to park underneath where there's a minimal parking. I remember the, the, the guy is a typical New Yorker and he was like, he's like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm Chris Jericho. I work for the WWE. I need to park. He goes, listen, Mick Jagger doesn't park in the garden. You park across the street. As in like not even Mick Jagger's getting in here, buddy. <laughs> you know, you need to park across the street. And across the street and you got to go and there's fans everywhere waiting. Everywhere. And you got to go down like six, seven blocks, uh, six, seven floors and there's a parking garage right across from the entrance. But, you're parking with the fans. Yeah. So when you get off and go in the elevator, there's fans everywhere. And you come up the elevator and come off, there's That's all crazy. waiting around, hanging out. I'm going to tell you a story about the garden. And there's three other people that could verify this story because you're going to think it's bullshit. We're in a nation. Me, Rock, D'Lo are going... Dwayne, of course, he was, hey, guys, I, I, I mean, you got to pull the car right up to the entrance because, you know... If I come out, it's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be a shit show. So, all right, Rock, all right, we go get the car. Me and D-Lo, we go across the street. People throwing. D-Lo gets hit in the face with a piece of pizza. <laughs> and Only in New York. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Bro, like, that was light of the shit that they were throwing at us. So we get the car, and we whip out of the thing, and Dwayne is supposed to run and throw his bag in, get in the back seat, and we drive off like we own the place. Dwayne throws his bag in, gets in the car, the window goes out. Somebody busts the window out. Wow. They start beating the car. They totaled the car with their hands. This is when you guys were uh, in the nation. nation domination? Heels. Like they, bro, they totaled a town car, a Lincoln town car, with beating on it with their hands. Wow. We got back and they said, this car, this car is totaled. We could barely get, they had mashed the hood in so much that it broke the carburetor. <laughs> wow. I don't know how we made it to the airport. <laughs> By the grace of God, we made it to the airport. And and the car just wouldn't start after that. What I used to do, I mean, that's just, that's just the, the, putting us in that position, just surrounded by fans. especially Crazy. You know, I remember one time when I was uh, the suit and tie heel Jericho, I got on the, the, the elevator to go up and there was a, a father and a son in the elevator. And the dad was like, uh, hey, Chris, I had my son. And I remember like, I just, I did not want to talk to them because I didn't want to be nice in the elevator and then have these people that are supposed to be booing me two hours later cheering me because like i always saw him in the elevator he was really nice so i was just super in character i remember just staring right at the number seven six five and the guy was getting progressively more angry you're not gonna look at my son you look at my son look at my and i felt like such a piece of shit on the inside yeah. but i would not break this character and i'm like what if this guy pulled out a gun or a knife or like why are we even in this position so what i started doing is a just take a taxi and what i would do is i would have them everybody's staring at the parking garage across the street I would get off at the corner before and in plain sight just walk around to where everybody's waiting towards that there's that little 
pathway to get inside and yeah. no one would notice until you're up the pathway and by then there's a fence up so you, you're okay i would come in kind of flanking them from the rear and that way no one could find me and there's also a parking garage on the other side of the garden that nobody knows about so you could park there walk down walk around the corner and get in there before anyone really noticed you were there but you have to be like a ninja to get in this place because there's so many fans around and a if you're a heel they already don't like you. B, it's New York City, so they're always a little bit crazier than it would be. But it was that part of the garden is not uh, 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 optimal, shall we say. And see, the shame of it is, and I'm looking at it just as a fan, because obviously you as performers and obviously like a Vince McMahon, you know, just money-wise, it doesn't make sense to do the garden. But as a fan, like, the garden means everything. Like, you know, I remember the first time going to Madison Square Garden. I used to go to wrestling all the time. Almost every month, my dad would take me to the Meadowlands in Jersey. But the first time I walked to the garden, saw that roof, the ceiling, and it just, it's, you, this is something you just saw on TV. You never thought you'd actually right, be walking be there, into yeah. that building. Um, it's just a shame. Because mm -hmm. there's so much history to Madison Square Garden, from Bruno to Backlund to Hogan, and to see it just being like neglected now, and and a lot of it probably is on Madison Square Garden itself. Because it's not just wrestling. I think Gene Simmons actually said, you know, Kiss would lose money when they would play the Garden. Well, I think the WWE lose money too. But the point is, you got to play the Garden because yeah. that's that's what New York City is all about. I grew up in the Garden because my dad played for the Rangers. And I literally remember sitting in the garden. I pointed it out the 25th anniversary when we actually, I actually had a show at the garden on the exact 25th anniversary of my debut. And I remember I was sitting right about up in this area, looking down at my dad. And two things I remember. One is that the crowd was so loud, I had to put like this uh, jacket over my head because I, I hated the, how loud it was. And I was only about three or four years old. And the other one I remember is that my dad was skating on the ice, and I was always mad that he wouldn't look over and wave at me <laughs> like, while he's on like a breakaway or something like that. But so for me to to appear in the garden was like my my legacy, like it was my destiny uh, to to be there. And the first time I was in the garden, like I said, when I tried to park down, the guy said Mick Jagger doesn't even park here. Uh, I was Steve Blackman versus Shamrock, for, and first of all, I went and did a, a promo. And when I was doing the promo, my mic kept going out. And I remember because Vince was standing right there watching. And I knew, like, if you hit hard in the garden, it's a good omen. And I didn't hit hard because my mic kept going out. And every time I tried to get some momentum, it I almost think someone might have been ribbing me to just turn the mic on and off. You know what I mean? And it just killed the momentum for me to where I was like, ah, my big debut in the garden. I remember Vince said, you got to call it Madison Square Jericho. And it was like uh, I went out there and got like not the best reaction because nobody could hear what the hell I yeah. was saying. And then later on, I was supposed to do a run in on Shamrock and Blackman, and then Shamrock would chase me. And he ran so fast that he actually basically caught me before I could escape out <laughs> the thing. It was just like comedy of errors over and over again of all this stuff. And I remember just thinking like my big Madison Square Garden debut was 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 a bomb mine you know. too yeah was yours too I, what is yours shit I, I was telling dave i'm walking in i'm just like this all american got the red white and blue on waving at everybody i'm going to do a promo against jake roberts for being bad to jerry lawler and tried to step through the ropes and tripped oh <laughs> And stumbled and had to grab the top rope to keep from falling. It was bad. I don't know how I hooked my foot <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And people just went, boo! 
gonna get your green ass out of the ring. I mean, like, you know, they were brutal right there. Like, not the side where you come in, but at the front part of the arena, there was just like, that's where the serious New York Madison Square Garden fans were. And they were unmerciful. Mm. I was called a piece of, you know what? Get your green ass out of here. Like, they were using wrestling terms that I ain't really wasn't accustomed to yet. <laughs> and, I, I mean, it was just, I was just like, golly, what was, what was I supposed to say? And, and it was the garden, the pressure of the garden just, I mean, it just got to me. It just broke me. And I actually, for a young guy, I've always been kind of uh, glib and, you know, don't give a damn type attitude. I went from baby face to heel in about 30 seconds. <laughs> to hell with you. To hell with you. You wish you was me. And I cut this god awful heel promo, and the referee came up and said, Hey, hey, kid, uh, uh, I can't remember what the guy's name. It was um, Mike Hilda's boy, uh, uh, Chad? Uh, Gorilla's son. Oh, Joey Morella? Joey Morella. Joey said, Mark, man, you, you, you. You're baby face. You got come on, man. And and I I looked at him and it and it it dawned on me that I I had really went way beyond. And Jake was standing across the ring, had his elbow on the ropes, and he just didn't give a damn. He was like this, <laughs> just shaking his head. And I was like, oh shit, this is not gonna be good when I get in the back. But when I got in the back, first person standing there was Arnold Scholin, Timmy White, and Vince. And Vince said. God damn right. You you do it. You don't never break. And he just he was happy that I didn't crack mm -hmm. wow. and stand there and say nothing. And I was like, man, I'm... but but it, that was the only good thing about that whole experience is seeing Vince. The the rest of it, oh man, I was flying ships. And it's funny. Uh, it just broke me. Haku told me the first time he was in the garden. I think he, I can't remember what his name was. He was in the Islanders at the time. I think he was King Haku or whatever. <laughs> this is, he said that they said, and from the Isle of Tonga, King Haku. And he said that he heard some guy go, bullshit. He's not from Tonga. That's just another N word from the Bronx. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> so, like some dude from me, like, yeah, that guy's not an Islander. And he's just like, that's New York that's City, New right? York. I remember another time we, we had a, a six-man tag and I was standing on the apron and somebody yelled out, nice love handles, Jericho. And I just couldn't like, like I couldn't, like I was trying to like, like really? Like I couldn't think about my match the whole time. I was just like, look, this guy's looking at my love handles. But the, 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 the New York fans are, like you said, they're merciless, they, man. They're merciful, and, and, man. And that's why I think if you could get over there uh, or get heat there as a heel, real heat, that would kind of dictate what happened to you within the course of, of the WWE. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. I was going to mention this too, Dave. You mentioned how you know it's going to be dark during WrestleMania weekend for MSG. But then when Ring of Honor was talking about doing a show there, 
That got shut yeah. down pretty quickly. It what, did. What, you know, what, what did you hear about that? Well, it reminds me of back in the 80s when the NWA and the AWA combined and they had Pro Wrestling USA, and they ran, they couldn't get near the garden, they ran the Meadowlands. And when that broke up, Vince was so angry at the Meadowlands for a couple of years, he didn't run WWE shows at the Meadowlands because he was so upset that they had other wrestling outside of the WWF. Vince McMahon is smart. And to me, as a wrestling fan, that bothers me more than anything. It's like, all right, so you're not going to play the Garden. You only play it twice a year, but you're not going to let other wrestling organizations in the Garden? Like, to, to me, that seems unfair. No, no. It's unfair. I, I mean, if you're, I, I knew, it's, it's I, unfair. I, mean, I, I knew that wasn't going to yeah. wash because of how territorial Vince is. And then Vince, was, in his mind, he's like, my family has been here for over 50 years, maybe 70. And you're going to bring somebody else into my house? Yeah. Like, you're out your mind? Like, I will not ever come back here again. And I guarantee you that that conversation was held when they made the, when they com committed to having Ring of Honor there. And then Vince said... No, that's not going to wash, and well, then I mean, they changed it. I knew that would happen, too, because he says it's not it, – that's Vince's family's, you know, arena, all the way back to his grandfather in boxing, obviously Vince Sr. and then Vince Jr., to allow Ring of Honor to go in there. And I'm sure Vince didn't call and go, we'll never come back again. You know how Vince is. I'm sure he called and went, listen, let's do three or four shows guaranteed a year. You know, we've been working together for, for 40, 50 years. It's, you know, I don't think Vince would have to get angry with them. I think it's more lines maybe promised them more shows. Well, right after that, you heard the announcement that the Undertaker was going to be at the at the show at the mm. Garden, and and was and that after? Was the, in. That was, was that? It, yeah. That so was after. That was after. So right there, you know, the Undertaker. That's a big deal, and I'm sure they got a huge crowd. It was just just past, this past weekend, so I'm sure they got a, a huge crowd at the Garden. But imagine how embarrassing that would be to Vince McMahon and the WWE if. Ring of Honor did run a show at the Garden and they sold it out. I mean, I don't know if that's possible, but with all in weekend, it's possible. It's definitely possible it's with all possible. in, especially with all in now yeah. selling out in in Chicago on September. They could have done a hell of, of of a house there, and like you said, in, in Vince's backyard, it would be a little bit embarrassing. And you guys mentioned this earlier: is like when you do a, a MSG show, it's like a pay per view. You know, it really is, and and even if it's a Sunday afternoon show or a Saturday afternoon show. It has a different vibe to it. You know, you want to go out there and put on the best possible show you can. And house shows at the Garden, if you're not careful, they'll go three hours and three and a half hours, which WWE shows never do. Uh, and I'm also convinced that, maybe not so much now, but that Vince is always at the Garden. He might even still be. Oh, yeah, he is. But doesn't let you know. I think he sits up in the boxes or in the rafters. I think he's got his own little special place that he well, goes he's to. He's got an office, like, at the Garden. It's like right... As you come, the right before you walk out of Gorilla, to the right, that hallway, mm -hmm. he always has that office right there set up for him. He just don't put his name, you know, like yeah. you go to television, there's always yeah. Vince, his office. And I think I think still you know, the, that old school mentality, how you get over in the garden, does have some bearing to Vince as, as how you'll get over basically on a national worldwide basis. And I asked him once, I even said that, I said, I'm convinced that you're at every garden show and you just don't let anybody know. He just kind of laughs. He's like, <laughs> like, as if I'm going to tell you. Yeah. But like, yeah, you're right, but I'm never going to admit it. Because uh, I think, once again, the garden still dictates a lot of what Vince, his gut feelings 
of, mm-hmm. of, of what he wants to do with, with it's those a hard, shows. It's a hard crowd, man. Like, I, I mean, I remember being in the nation and it was hard for us to navigate and be around, but even more so in the garden. But I remember that Dwayne would, he was, he's the most studied wrestler I've ever been around. Like The Rock? Carried the notebook, yeah. The Rock, yeah. yeah he just going over and over and over and over and the whole time until the show started. And then it's like, he'll put it down, he'll go to work. At the garden is the only time I ever seen him shook. Like that was the only time I ever heard him kind of like, you know, not be sure of himself. Cause he's, The Rock was always sure of himself. But Dwayne got mixed up in The Rock that day. Hmm. And he was not as sure as he had been. And I remember standing there looking at D-Lo and I'm going, you see this? And he's like, he he said that already. And I said, yeah, he said that already. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he had said something and he said the same exact thing like right out. And uh, I remember coming to the back and he was going, damn it, damn it, like fussing at himself. And... uh like he was like, oh man, don't worry about it, man. It's the garden. Everybody messes up every now and then. And he was like, I don't mess up. Like mm-hmm. he was so pissed at himself. But like the garden gets everybody. Mm-hmm. Nobody's exempt. I remember the very first elimination chamber was in the garden, maybe 2002 Survivor Series, maybe something like that, or SummerSlam. And it was a match that had never existed because it, you couldn't go back and watch a tape of the Elimination Chamber because there wasn't one. It was the very first of its kind. So we spent all day in the garden putting together this match and not really knowing how it's going to work. You know, Mark, how the pot opens up and this guy comes out and this guy comes out and really, what are we going to do? And we're just, you know, all day in there. And it was me and Kane and Sean, Hunter, uh, Van Dam, and Booker. And um, I remember at one point I was like, well, Kane, why don't you throw me through one of those pod glass things? And and Pat Patterson was the age. He's like, no, we don't want to do that. It could be dangerous. We don't need it. It's like, okay. So we're doing the match. And I remember like we were going over it till the very end because we still didn't know what to do. And these are seasoned professionals. You know, Sean and Hunter and, and Jericho, like Glenn Jacobs, like some of the best wrestlers ever. Right. Uh, you know, or, or not saying that I am, but just at the time of, of putting the other matches. And all the way to the end, I remember Sean and Hunter were in the final two, and they said, we'll just call the finish in the ring. Like, that's how long it went putting this together. So we're in the match, and at one point, Rob did a frog splash on Hunter, hurt his uh, Adam's apple to where he couldn't breathe properly, so he's down and out. And then I'm in there with uh, uh, Booker, and Sean's cage is supposed to open. And come in and do a big comeback. And so they had like this this kind of really bad uh, uh, like Jeopardy music yeah. or something like that. And then they're like, wah, 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 nah, 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 nah. and then the door opened. And so I was in there fighting. And then I remember I just got walled from behind. And it's like, geez. And I look up and it's not Sean, it's Kane. And it's supposed to be Sean's pod to open. They opened the wrong door. Wow. They opened Kane's door by mistake. And so then this whole thing that we put together just all got thrown away because we just now have to improv because the wrong guy's in. And I remember Kane threw me over into the, the grate and, and uh, I said, uh, what are we going to do? He said, I'm going to throw you through the pod. I said, Pat said no. He said, I don't care. <laughs> he threw me through the damn pod. And it just and I was so furious that how can you open the wrong door when we're in charge? And I remember the, there was the short side to the garden where you walk out the side mm-hmm. area. And I stood in between... 
the ring curtain and the gorilla curtain because I was so furious and I just was seething. And then I walked through and I remember Kevin Dunn and Vince were still, I said, what the hell happened? What the fuck? And Vince just looked at me and said, calm down. It happens. Let's move on. And he's basically saying like, don't even question this. Just shut your mouth, kid. But I remember it's like in the garden, they opened the wrong pod. But once again, because it was the garden, it made it even more so. Like, how does this happen? Mm-hmm. But see, Chris, that's what I'm afraid of. Because you're talking about like Elimination Chamber and there's been these iconic matches and moments and events. And I think that day may be gone. Like, I, I, I'm looking at it now in 2018. And all right, you get two house shows a year at the garden. But I, when's the last time there was a Raw? When was the last time there was a SmackDown? When was the last time there was a pay-per-view yeah. at Madison Square Garden? And like you mentioned Ring of Honor, that would have been something iconic. That would have been something historical and that's been shut down so that's my fear as a fan are we done with the days of iconic matches moments and events happening at the garden what uh have you been going to the garden your your whole life is that where you started watching wrestling the but the first place i went to was the meadowlands because i'm from jersey Mm -hmm. uh but yeah i've been going to the garden since 1985 wow so what kind of did you see some pretty big matches there yeah the first the first i remember the first main event that i saw was may of 1985 it was hogan against dr d david schultz Mm. and just I remember, you know, that's when Hogan was coming out to Eye of the Tiger. And I just remember it was like, it was like, I can only probably compare it to a team winning the Super Bowl now. The way that crowd reacted when Hogan came out. And I just remember my dad, who wasn't a big wrestling fan, even him jumping to his feet. And even now talking about it, I get goosebumps of Hogan coming out to that song at the garden. Like I said, the ceiling and just, because that was just a a place you saw on TV. Mm -hmm. So it's still special to me. I I took my daughter uh, to the holiday show that they had. And even to my daughter, who's a big wrestling fan, um, Madison Square Garden means something to her just from watching the videotapes and and watching the network now but i'm just i'm just afraid that that next generation those moments that we're sharing that those moments aren't going to really be that special at the garden anymore wow that was that would really really suck because of just having the privilege to be able to get time in the garden performing and we talked about it being like carnegie hall for musicians right like you can go, you can tell people, man, I, I performed at the garden before. And people go, oh, wow. And it gives you a level of, you know, man, I'm somebody. Like, yeah, if that sure. did not exist, like for our business, I think it would be detrimental to, the, you know, how we're viewed overall. Yeah. So, and that's one of the reasons why I think that that, and maybe this Ring of Honor thing, kicked it back to Vince. Maybe he, he was taking the garden a little bit for granted. You know, there's nothing cooler than, than when you go back to the dressing rooms of the garden and Mark will know this, there's pictures on the wall of, you know, legendary acts Luther that have played Vandross, there. Luther Vandross. Alex Cooper. You know, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards from 1974 sitting in the same dressing room that we're in. McCartney, George Harrison, the famous, you know, the the the, the, the concert for Bangladesh, which George did at the Garden. Uh, uh, John Lennon and Elton John performing together where uh, John said, or Elton asked John to do a song with him. And uh, John did it and said, the only thing is when it goes number one, you have to play it on stage with me. And it went number one. So you had John guesting on Elton's thing. You know, Billy Joel, who has the residency at the Garden. The now. Chris Re- uh, the Kiss Reunion. The Kiss uh, Reunion. You know, four nights at the Garden yes. sold out. I mean, four, that was you know, huge. And there's a really cool moment. is uh, at uh, WrestleMania 10, 
when Owen fought uh, uh, Brett. And right afterwards, Owen's doing an interview in the back. And right behind, you see a picture of, at the time, before 94, when was WrestleMania 10? Anyways, when the Rangers went the furthest they'd ever gone in the playoffs in like 72, my dad is on was on that wall. And then once Messier won the cup, they replaced it with a Messier-era picture. But just the, the Rangers and all the stuff that they had, you know. And um, actually, as a matter of fact, I played hockey in the garden four times with Christopher Reeve. He had a, it's called the Super Skate. It was a Christopher Reeve all-star uh, garden. You know, it would wow. be the all-star actors and, 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 you know, performers against the Rangers. And I scored a goal on Kirk McLean. <laughs> For real. I took this really <laughs> crappy slap shot that kind of floated like a bat over his shoulder. And I remember just, I scored a goal in the garden. I, it's just like, <laughs> it's, <awesome>. it's <laughs> the garden, right? You know, do you remember any big matches that you had, Mark, at the garden? Does any stand out for you? You know what, man? Um, we had the Royal Rumble in the garden and it was when Cena was out and Cena came back. And, surprise. And it's a big yeah. surprise. And I was whooping ass. Oh, I was like, man, this is the Mark Henry moment. I'm finna win the I'm finna win the Royal Rumble. And it was great. And then Cena's music hit and I was supposed to turn and get hit from behind. Well, whoever it was didn't hit me. So I'm just standing there, I'm I'm doing this and seen like, come on, I'm waiting on the hit and then no hit come. Accidentally got clothesline double it was supposed to be a clothesline, but they both went over. And so it just left me and Cena when it should have been me, Cena, and somebody. And John was like, just come at me. And I <laughs> went at him. He ducked. And, and we went. And we ended up standing there another, like, three or four minutes. And to give him his shine, I had, like, he was coming in. He had to have somebody to bump around. So I had to do it. And that was the first time that I felt that um, in a in a battle royal where it's down to the last two people and the crowd is just constant like ah, yeah and you can't hear I'm this close what ah, <laughs> ah. Mark's I really close to me I right couldn't now. hear I, yeah I had to get close <laughs> there's a visual and it just felt real good and it was like, man, that was like the biggest moment that I think I had in the garden. And typical New York, because when Cena came out, it was the big surprise. And there was that huge pop from that New York crowd. And they're like, Whoa. And then like two minutes later, they're booing. <laughs> Wasn't that also the place where, where uh, Vince tore his quads? Was that in the garden? Yes. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. The, the, the famous moment when Batista and maybe Cena, they were in there the last two, another Royal Rumble, and they both fell out over at the same time. And I remember I was sitting next to Vince in gorilla position. And I was like, what are you going to do? I said, like, you got to go out there. He's like, you're damn right I'm going out there. And he got up and walked in there and tore. I mean, I could be wrong. Was he that in the garden? Both. But was that in the garden? I'm not sure. I don't recall if it was. You know, I, I could be mixing that because I saw him at the garden show in a wheelchair with wow. both legs in casts or whatever it was. And, and you know, Vince, he does not ever want to show weakness. Ever sell. But because, once again, it was the garden, he showed up in his wheelchair to 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 watch the matches. He wouldn't have done that if it was you know Chicago or Meadowlands or whatever. Yeah. It was once again. It was a, a garden you know a, a garden moment. Um, I remember we were talking about the long shows at the garden, and at the time it was the biggest house that they'd ever had at the garden for a holiday show. I think it was on Boxing Day, for Jericho versus Cena in a cage. We were we were we were the main event, and 
it was one of those nights where everybody wants to put on a show. And by the time it got to us, they told us you guys got 15 minutes before the curfew. You got to wrap it up in 15 minutes. And I remember thinking like, there's no way. This is the main event. This is what people pay to see. Cena and I had a big angle at the time. So we went out there and we did 30 minutes or so, you know, 25, 30 minutes. And we went overtime. And I remember coming back through the curtain. And you ever get that sometimes, Mark, when you know you've had a good match, but maybe one little thing goes wrong. And the first thing the freaking agents do is tell you what went wrong rather than what went right. You guys went overtime. I'm like, stop. You're going to say that first, that we went over with this match we just had? Because I remember Howard Finkel told me uh, that was the best cage match he'd ever seen. Wow. And he'd seen, you know, Morocco and Snooker and all those ones. And uh, I remember the finish was an AA off the top rope into the ring as I was trying to climb the cage. And um, I was like, I don't care if we went over. I'll pay. I'll pay whatever it is. Whatever it costs, I'll pay it. Next day, we go to Raw or Monday, whenever it was. And I see Vince. He goes, I heard you guys had a hell of a match um, at the Garden. I said, yeah, we did. He said, I heard you went overtime. I said, yeah. He goes, it's going to cost me a lot of money. I said, I'll pay it, Vince. You know, he goes, no, no, no. He goes, this is what we do. This is why I put you guys on last. You guys stole the show. You did whatever. If it goes over time, I don't give a shit because that's that's what the WWE does. We put on the show. So, you know, that was kind of cool to know that the boss had my back. As all I was doing is what all of us are trained to do, Mark, which is to put on the best show you can for these people that that are at the garden to to see everything. Put smiles on faces and make people go away thinking, man, I got my money's worth. Yeah. And very few times I've been at shows um, where, you know, there was kind of mutiny. Yeah. You know, the one with Sean and DX where they start throwing coins at Sean and Sean said, good for you. You just lost your main event. <laughs> he bolted. He yeah. left. And it was in Little Rock, Arkansas, and they started setting the chairs on fire Wow! in the arena. That was one. And Rhino and... Oh, somebody to jury. Had, to jury. Long Island. They had a match in Long Island that was the number one worst match in the history of matches. <laughs> Which is so weird because those guys. Both of them are good. Yeah. And Vince fired them both that night. On, I mean, as soon as the match was over. Well, basically, uh, let me add to that. This is when Vince was going to house shows because he decided that uh, house shows were down and they needed mm-hmm. you know, some sparks. So Vince was going on the road. Uh, which lasted for about two weeks. <laughs> but they were out there in the ring and they were doing a lot of rest holds and people were chanting boring. And Vince is like, this is, this is terrible. And he, he walked into the ring and said, um, get out of my ring right now. Yeah. And I remember like they left and I was thinking to myself, if he ever did that to me, I would just say, make me. Because you know you're screwed. If Vince is walking screwed, down to the ring saying, get out of my out ring, famous. and they both did, I think, end up getting let go. I know Rhino did yeah. for sure afterwards. I'd be like, you make me. Make me make me get out of your ring. You know what I mean? Like, you got nothing left. You know, you're done. But, um, you know, and like I said, those things happening at those arenas, I, I, find, I feel if Sean had been hit with a coin in Madison Square Garden, he wouldn't, well, probably he's so crazy at the time he would have, <laughs> but, you know, it's all a thing. How about concerts, Dave? Have you been to any concerts at, at the Garden? Oh, yeah, a ton. Uh, like we just mentioned, Kiss. I went to three of the four nights, mm. sold out. Dude, like, not even the, in the Garden, but outside the Garden those days. Like, all the bars around the Garden were playing Kiss music, and and that 
that's it's Kiss at Madison Square Garden. Like, and I had seen them. Like again, I saw them at the Meadowlands. I saw them at Nassau Coliseum. But to see those reunion shows at the Garden, those were it just makes those it were, even more special yes, too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mark mentioned Alice Cooper. I've seen Alice Cooper at the Garden. I I, I went and saw a Cooper and and Motley Crue together hmm. at Madison Square Garden. Um, Iron Maiden, D, uh, Ronnie James Dio. Hmm. Uh, I, I've seen just about everybody at Madison Square Garden. And again, like being a Jersey guy, there's just something special about Madison Square Garden. There's no doubt about it. But those Kiss shows were definitely like one of the highlights. To for sure. play there, you know, I remember I read a quote from Paul Stanley once he said, every show they ever played when they were starting in their minds was the Garden. Like even they were playing in front of 10 people at the Coventry or whatever, in their minds, it was Madison Square Garden. And I think, like I said, like to me, like Fozzie's never played the Garden, but that's obviously the ultimate, ultimate to play there. Um, I saw Metallica there. This is kind of a cool story. We came back from a, a European tour and that night I went and saw Metallica, which backstage in that area where we usually go and, and you know, Vince's office was Lars's uh, dressing room and he had like a little party in there. And, you know, the next night we had Raw uh, at the Garden. So it was like Metallica on a Sunday and, you know, the WWE on a Monday. And this is one of those things that, that you'll you'll appreciate this. Um, um, yeah, look and see where he's doing the Royal Rumble. If that, if we're looking at Vince tearing his quad at the Royal Rumble. I don't know if that was in... Uh, oh, it was at the Fresno, California. So I got that wrong. So sorry. Um, but it was there was the match. It was a main event match. And it was... Uh, it was Taker and Kane versus Sean and Hunter versus me and show as the main event of Raw in the Garden the night after Metallica played wow. there. It was just kind of cool, you know? And I remember all the cast of Saturday Night Live was there watching as well, which, you know, the, once again, stars come to the Garden to come see right. the show. And that's the one thing, too, when it comes to the Garden now, because we're talking about maybe with the WWE, it's lost its luster. I think it's become kind of corporate because you talk about concerts. The last few concerts I've seen at the Garden, think about this, Chris, and, and, and I'm a metal kid, and I know you are, too. Like the last three concerts I saw at the Garden, somebody from behind me told me to sit down. Oh, wow. I got, you know, I just I saw Guns N' Roses and... And I'm 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 standing, I'm rocking out. It's freaking Guns N' Roses. Yeah, They're yeah. back after yeah. all these years. And I look around and the entire section I'm standing in are on their asses. Mm -hmm. And I was actually yelling at the people around me, like, it's freaking Guns N' Roses. It's Madison Square Garden. Get on your feet. But I, I feel like kind of like over time it's kind of come become a little corporate in a lot of ways. How about for like the Rangers game? The Rangers. Like, do you go to a lot of Rangers games there? The blue seats are gone. What does that mean? Like, you know, the like that was always like you, you, you talked about the blue seats at the garden, like for the Rangers, those were the cheap mm. seats. And that's where all like, you know, that's where, you know, people were smoking cigars and drinking beer. And it's <laughs> it's just not that same way anymore. But yeah, of course, I've been to a ton of Ranger games so, at the so garden. What do you think? Like, why do you think? And once we kind of asked that with like the, you know, the corporate and all that stuff, but it's still the most famous arena in the world. That's how it's marketed and everybody knows it. I mean, is there a danger that these Barclay centers and all these other ones could, could overtake the garden? I, I was watching the network and they had a special on raw 25 and Daniel Bryan was talking about the Barclays and, and Daniel Bryan said like Barclays is kind of like the home of the WWE now. And I heard that and I was like, that's ridiculous. And then I thought about it. I said, well, yeah, like, think about it. SummerSlam's at Barclays. You know, Raw 25 was at Barclays. When's the last time there was a significant event at the Garden for the WWE? I agree. I, I mean, I can't remember. I think that that 
that match I just mentioned with with DX and, and Taker and Kane might have been the last Raw I can recall, and that was 2009 or 10. The last SmackDown was April 28th, 2009, and that's when you were world champion. You had the the suit, and it, that was the last time that SmackDown SmackDown was at Madison Square Garden. Is that Think just too, that. is that just too expensive? To yeah, be it's there? just it's just too expensive, and I guess it's at the point now. Maybe a lot of bands and like obviously with the WWE, maybe the Garden doesn't mean what it used to mean. What do you think, Mark? You know what? I I think that it, it still means what it means. I just think that there's so many other options now where you don't have to go through all the shit. You don't have to pay all the money. And teams and shows and, and performers are taking that because, you know, the economy is not the worst it's ever been, but it's not the best it's ever been. And people are trying to save a buck. And... Uh, the garden, I think, is going to have to make some concessions. Hmm. They're just going to have to, or they're going to die. God, there's nothing like leaving Madison Square Garden and seeing the Empire State Building. There's a bar on every corner. You leave some of these arenas. There's oh, yeah, nothing yeah, yeah, yeah. around there. Well, there's so, like, dude, I just remember I saw I saw ACDC with Axl Rose at the Garden a couple of years ago. That's a story. Yes, man. With, with Paul Heyman, who was wearing a three piece suit. But just not the ACDC show. <laughs> but I mean, like you said, there's something about that, like uh, like you mentioned, like walking out on that street and seeing the big giant uh, marquee. Yeah. Like you know, I remember, like if you see your face on there, you take a picture. You know, yeah. we made it to the garden. You know what I mean? Like that's, I don't, th- I, I can't remember or think of any other arena that I feel that way about. And I think the garden has gone through a bunch of renovations. Excuse me, I know they've even remade it a few times, but it's still Madison Square Garden. They have that when you go to, even though it's been revamped and they've redone like the hallways at Madison Square Garden. So they have like pictures of iconic events. The first WrestleMania, they have a big glass case. They have Roddy Piper's boots. They have Hogan's trunks. They have the program of the first WrestleMania. That mean like that means something. To well, me. and for a while they were doing. Every, you know, the first WrestleMania, then the WrestleMania 10 yep. was at the Garden. The WrestleMania 20 yep. was at the Garden. I was I worked with Christian at that show. And that's where the famous coronation of Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit at the end, where they both had the titles with the confetti falling from the ceiling. That was at the Garden. But then when 30 came around... It's they, in New Orleans. So it's a stadium show yeah, now. Yeah, you can't do the Garden. And, and then 29 they had at MetLife Stadium. But at least then they had the Hall of Fame at the Garden. That's one of the greatest Hall of Fame ceremonies ever. Who was at that one? That was when Bob, Bob Backlund got inducted, Bruno got inducted, McFoley got right. inducted. Like It had such a great New York feel to it. And it's like, wow. I mean, to see Bruno get inducted, this is this is the house that Bruno built. And well, Bob once Backlund. again, with Bruno and Backlund as well, but Bruno having like, you know, 100 and... 75 sellouts of the garden or whatever it may be like you know i guess times change but that was something that like like he was the champion the wwe champion so to sell out the garden 175 times is a legendary stat uh uh, uh legendary statistic that will never happen again no? well, they're they trying to make the fans pay for all of the renovation you just spoke about the renovations they put that new uh walk catwalk across and broaden the top of the the arena and put all those new seats in and all of the stuff it's, it, it was already expensive and now with all of the renovations i'm 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 right here now um the guy that's the the uh lead lawyer uh for the garden is a friend of mine I said, how much did it cost for the renovations? He just said 900 million. Oh my Jeez. goodness. 
He said, I can't talk on the air. I'll get fired. No, you're, you're sorry, you're, sorry, you're brother. Sorry, nameless guy. But, sorry, uh, nameless guy. But nine hundred million dollars for renovations—that's recently. That's that's in the last two years. Because I guess that's another thing. The garden has to keep up with with all the corporate. You mentioned corporate. Yeah. They have to keep up with that because if the Barclays Center has all the corporate boxes, which is where yep. I know arenas make a lot of money from, then the garden will have to keep up with that as well. But if it's you know it's right in the middle of of, of Manhattan, basically in the middle of Times Square. Basically, there's not a lot of room to to really build around there. No, it's hard. It's it's difficult. And and, and again, it comes down to money. I can't fault a Vince McMahon to say, you know what, we're going to use Barclays. It just makes sense financially and and everything else. I, I can't fault business wise, but just as a fan, it's heartbreaking. No, you, you, this building you, you remember everything. Hank Ratner? Yeah, when he ran the Garden. Uh, that dude used to fly from Long Island to the top of the garden in a helicopter. Really? Every day to work. Wow. That was, I mean, like the garden is doing money and has resources like no other building in the world. So, I mean, they want everybody to know that, you know, it's the garden, but we're the ones that's paying for it. Like when you go to a show, that's why it costs so much. It's just like now... I think that being to have the uh, Barclays right here, like you don't have to absorb all those costs. Hmm. You don't have to do the rent. You don't have to pay for the renovations of the garden, and and the style that the garden and the marketing that the garden has. You don't have to pay for that no more. And it's 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 like it's almost like the garden is in a slump because a lot of bands won't play there. Like you said hmm. about the WWE. Can't afford it. Look, and look at the sports teams. You know, look at the Rangers right now. Look at the Knicks. They you know, just kicked. They just kicked the New York Liberty out of the garden because they, the NBA said that they wanted concessions, and so the garden basically just home, is the home of the Rangers. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Anybody and else? The Knicks. The, the Knicks. Knicks. The Knicks the as Knicks. well. See, but the, so so I think as 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 we start winding down here, I think what you are saying, Dave, is, are we getting to the point where Madison Square Garden isn't the world's most famous arena and playing there? doesn't have the same prestige. Yeah, because here, here's the thing, Chris, and, and I, I don't mean to be a jerk, but I don't care about how, as a performer, you got to park across the street. I don't care about, like, with Vince McMahon, it costs more. I don't care about any of that right. stuff. I'm a fan. I want to see my wrestling. So, yeah, I mean, as a kid, this, this arena meant everything to me. It's iconic. It's historic. Mm -hmm. It's the mecca of wrestling. And I'm just afraid that with a new generation of fans that they really don't look at the garden that way anymore. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm not even it's not even like an East Coast, West Coast thing or, or, or a state's thing. I'm talking people from New York. They're, they're probably looking at Barclays as the arena when it comes to pro or wrestling just, over the garden. It's just an arena. Or it's just it's just you a know, building. Yeah, it's just a building that houses these events. And it's interesting that you say that because now I'm, I'm starting to really zone in on this. It's the same way that, for example, all of our kids. I mean, how old is, is Jacob now? Twelve. Twelve. And how old is your daughter? My daughter is going to be 15. And my son will be 15 and my daughters are 12. Um, they are growing up, obviously, different generation than we are. DVDs don't exist. Yeah. Um, they like to read, but there's a segment of society where books don't exist. They're all on Kindle. Um, all these different things that we grew up going to the record store. You gave me a couple records oh. earlier, you know, uh, CDs and all that sort of stuff. They, it doesn't matter. Doesn't. And it's we grew up with the garden being the garden, 
And it's possible that this new generation won't have that same feeling about the garden. And it's not even just about being selfish and saying, I want my kids to have the same feelings as I do. I want them to have the feeling of going into a building and saying, wow. Yeah, this is Madison Square Garden. Yeah, like being overcome by emotion. Yeah. Like, like going to Disney World. Going yeah, to, yeah. Going. yeah going, walking into the Barclays, you're not going to get this sense of, oh my God, of all. You're not. And as a performer too, like we're, we're not jaded, but we've been around the world. We've played in every arena with the WWE. Barclays to me, yeah, it's cool. It's, you know, it's fine. It's an arena. It's just like playing Meadowlands or playing, you know, uh, uh, Allstate Arena in Chicago or, you know, MTS Center in Winnipeg. The history isn't there, but it's still a nice place. But the garden is, I, like we talked about, I can re vividly remember my first appearance in the garden. And I remember that my first wrestling match in the garden, which was a three-way, here's a weird one, versus China and Bob Hawley at the Royal Rumble 2000. Uh, we had a three-way match. I still remember there was a point in there where Bob got bumped to the floor. And this rarely happens to me. I was in there with China and could not remember what we were supposed to do. And just basically, we just sat there punching each other in the face. <laughs> and, and, and God bless Joni. She, she was very, very, you know, worked very hard, but she didn't really know what to do. And I just couldn't remember. I remember Bob Holly in the floor. It's a drop kick, you dummy. Or whatever the hell he said. And I just remembered, that's ah, the garden. I screwed up again, two in a row. But you remember these moments. Yep. Of being there. You know, your first match, you mentioned how you, you couldn't get in the ring and you, you hooked your toe. Like, if there was another arena, you wouldn't really remember that per se, but you never forgot it because it's the garden, man. Yeah. You know, and I've never felt that way about any venue. The only arena, another prestigious arena, like I got the chance to work in the Boston Garden. Okay. Before, before it they closed, tore yeah. it down and uh, we started, you know, became TD Garden and it was all new and like I cried. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, it was just like, if, if they tore down Madison Square Garden to rebuild, brother, I ain't, I'm not, I won't be the only one crying. Yeah. You think, you'll cry. No, if I know. You heard the we'll news. cry, but, uh, but, I'm, I'm, but 20, 25 yeah. years from now, are they, our kids, kids going to be crying? They're going to be no. I don't think our kids will. You know, and, and that's the thing. It's very, it's very true what you just said, Mark, because I'm thinking about for my dad when he played hockey. Uh, he started in 67. There was still not original six because they had expanded in 67 to the Kings and the Blues, but those original Chicago, it might have even been the Chicago Garden, Boston Garden, Maple Leaf Garden, Madison Square Garden, whatever the Chicago Stadium was called, uh, uh, whatever Montreal was, whatever whatever the other, okay, was the other original six, it's, it's Detroit, the Joe Louis Arena. All those venues are gone now. The only one that's left still in lineage is the garden, Madison Square that's Garden. That's it. Wow. And so if they can tear down the Boston Garden or get rid of Joe Louis Arena, they can do it to Madison Square Garden at some point. And to After our generation, they spending $900 million, they won't. I, I don't, I they right. won't. They, won't. they rebuilt it from the yeah. inside out. And they, they, they were talking about defacing the garden and it just haven't happened yet, but I think that's what will be the end all be all. They'll they'll resurface the outside, and when they do, it's not going to look the same. No, and I think you're right. And and like we said, I mean, um, hopefully, like you mentioned, maybe the garden's just in a little bit of a slump, and it will rebound. Uh, I think I would have to believe that to Vince still playing in Madison Square Garden is a WWE tradition, and it will never end. Having said that, once Vince passes away, which probably be 20 years after <laughs> or before, after we do, um, 
Will it have this? That's very interesting. Will it have the same prestige? Because think feeling? about it, you know, Chris, like, you, you know, and you're a Kiss fan, like the Kobo Hall and like you hear all those those venues. And like you said, they're all gone. It's just a shame because the garden's right here. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're taping this show. The garden's just a few blocks away from where we're doing this. And come WrestleMania weekend, there's no nothing's show. nothing's I can't happening. believe there's no show nothing the-, the hall of fame raw smackdown it's all going to be at the barclay like am i am i the only one that's pissed off about this like i actually said this on busted open i was like ranting and raving and screaming and yelling about this i was like i was really taking it personal i was upset and it was like crickets like nobody really picked up on it nobody was upset nobody was angry about it and i take that personally because th- this this place means something to me and, well, yeah, I and take i'm it sure personal. the garden was pissed off about it you well, know that's... what i mean i mean i'm sure oh there's <laughs> there's china and jericho right there with bob holly well you you know that that uh other people are pissed and i'm sure that the garden is pissed and that's probably why they did that kick in the balls i'm gonna bring other wrestlers yes in yes here. yes all right i'll show you yeah that's why I'm saying that you know Vince maybe maybe Vince did babyface and go you know what maybe we need to do more. Mm-hmm. But I really do think that it was a backfire situation. Okay, really, we'll get wrestling. We'll get somebody to come in here, and then it's like, well, you don't need us in here. Mm, that's true. Yeah. yeah, because being a fan of high level entertainment, not just wrestling, but I, I love a good concert. I love the, uh, the Lord, like I, I, the Rolling Stones did their, uh, last tour. Um, and they did this, you know, the 50 shows or whatever. And, and one of them was in Austin. I had never been to a rock concert in my whole life. Mm. And I went and saw the Stones. And it's a good first concert. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, it was $214. Yeah, it was worth every penny, though. And and people was like, man, you don't even listen. I said, but they're never going to play here again. And that's kind of like the garden. You might not ever get to go back. Mark, I, I mean, you Jimmy Snook on the top of the cage against Backlund. Jimmy Snook on top of the cage against Don Morocco. You know, the leg drop, you know, where Hogan beats the Sheik for the title in 1984. These are ingrained in my brain. You know, and it's because of that roof. It's that ceiling at Madison yeah. Square Garden. I mean, that means everything. Well, that's what we're saying. All those great concerts. Like I said, like yeah. George Harrison concert for Bangladesh, one of the most famous concerts of all time. John Lennon's last live performance, Madison Square Garden. You know, that, that that's history that will never be replaced because all of these new venues are new They're within new. the last 10 years. So, um, you know, all the fights, the Ali versus Frazier, yeah. you know. I remember my dad said that the Rangers all went together to watch Ali versus versus Fraser and he said that him and Jack Eagers showed up wearing the same suit. <laughs> and he was like 71, so you know it was like some plaid green suit. And they're like, you know, you get these on sale. You know, um, but but that's part of the history. And I and I can't believe, like Mark just said, with 900 million reserva- renovations that it's ever going to go away. And maybe it isn't a slump, but you know they have to start making that the prestigious Madison Square Garden. Have to, and we don't know if that can be. Uh, last question to you guys: What's your favorite memory uh, of being in the Garden as a performer, as a fan, whatever it may be? Well, as a fan, for me, it's the first time I saw the WWE in May of 
of 84, like I mentioned, you know, Hogan against Dr. D. David Schultz. But it was that first match. It was Jesse Ven Jesse the Body Ventura at that time against uh, Salvatore Baloma. Wow. And I just remember like just sitting in the like sitting myself down and just seeing them for the first time, like in that atmosphere with my dad. Like that that's always gonna be the lasting memory for mm -hmm. me. You got one, Mark? You know what? Um, I won the ECW World Championship, and I had this humongous silver title. It was the biggest title <laughs> belt of all time. <laughs> and I got to walk down to the ramp at Madison Square Garden after winning it in a triple threat with Big Show and Kane. And I had a single with Big Show. And... To be able to say I had a world championship match in Madison Square Garden, it just kind of choked you. Mm -hmm. And I remember coming to the back and, you know, I, I hit Big Show with the title and I bolted. And I'm in the back and I came through and, and everybody was in the back. Clapping, yeah. Like all the boys. And I just started crying because... It was like a big, it wasn't just a big deal to me. It was a big deal to everybody. Mm -hmm. Like that shit was, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to top. I'm trying to not cry now. Yeah. It yeah. was, it was a big deal to everybody. Mm -hmm. Like you defended a world championship in the garden, bro. I wish I could have done that. Mm -hmm. Everybody. So, Cause you know, I'm one of the special ones. I'm one of the, I'm one of the lucky ones. That's awesome. Mine was, uh, and like I said, this is just a complete coincidence that we had a house show, a live event in Madison Square Garden, October 3rd, 2015, which was the exact 25th anniversary of my debut, October 3rd, 1990, in Pinocchio, Alberta, all the way to 2015 Madison Square Garden. And it was one of those times the match was booked and ready, and then they decided to make it a, a network special. So then there's a time limit placed on your match because now it's a TV show. But I still remember telling Vince, I, I have a promo that I want to do. And he's like, do the promo. And the promo was probably five minutes or so. And the match was kind of a little bit cut short because of it. But I was like, after 25 years and growing up mm -hmm. in the garden, told that story about my dad and how he didn't wave at me and I was mad. And here I am 25 years to the day. And I flew in. Don Callis and Lance Storm and uh, Dr. Luther, my my three oldest friends in the business, to sit in the front row. Just talk about a special night. My 25th anniversary in the most famous arena in the world, surrounded by some of my best friends. Great crowd, had a really good match with Kevin Owens that I wish could have gone longer. But to me, that promo meant more than just another match. I wanted to really let people know how special it was for me to be in the garden and to have Vince there backstage and just everybody, like you said, uh, it, it wouldn't have been the same if it wasn't at the garden. And I, we even made t-shirts, Y2J2 was 25th. That's right, with the Ranger yeah, colors. Yeah, with the Ranger yep. colors, Ranger lo logo. Um, we, we used to make merch specifically for the garden. I had a, a Y2J Rangers style jersey in the early 2000s, knowing that we're going to the garden, we're going to sell, you know, a couple hundred at the garden. We got have, have to have them ready and made and ready to go. So, um, like you said, Mark, one of the lucky ones that got to perform in the garden dozens and dozens of times. And whether it loses its prestige, which I don't believe that it will, to me, it'll always be, you know, the most famous arena in the world and a place where some of my greatest 
you know, career moments and some of my most embarrassing <laughs> took place. Yeah. So, uh, guys, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, it was man, really, thank you for really, having us you. on the yeah. show, man. And, and next time we'll do a, a MASH podcast. Ah, uh, the MASH cast. We'll talk about <laughs> now let's go find yeah, let's Alan go Alda. Find Alan Alda, where is he? Uh, yeah, we need Alan Alda. And the other, my other idea was to boo hockey. You know, like, you know, Chris loves hockey. You and I don't like hockey. We have a boo hockey podcast. Let's, let's, let's like put it out your mind. <laughs> yeah. As the great Red Fox. Come on, boo hockey. Put it out your mind. Uh. All right, thanks so much to Dave LaGreca from Busted Open and Mark Henry, WWE Hall of Famer. Check them out every weekday on Busted Open Radio and Sirius XM Rush, Channel 93. They're on from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern. You're also going to hear Bubba Dudley on that. Uh, and you can see Dave LaGreca and whoever he brings with him. You see him in person at Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Razor at Sea. Busted Open will be there. Still a few cabins available. It's not too late to book at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. We are selling every day, though. I'm very, very excited about all the people that are joining us. Kind of last minute. I mean, we set sail October 27th, which is just a couple months away, but you still have time to book your cabin and remember once you book your cabin all the activities on the ship are free everything is included in the price of cabin live uh, the price of that cabin live podcast concerts comedy shows meet and greet autograph signings and wrestling matches and we just added another interpromotional match impact versus ring of honor as we have lax versus the young bucks it's a dream match coming true on chris jericho's rock and wrestling rager at sea add to that the other interpromotional match of marty skrull from ring of honor versus sammy callahan from impact another dream match and then of course the huge main event the match everyone's talking about the alpha club the bucks of jericho or is it y2 jackson versus the bullet club kenny omega marty Skrull, and cody plus all the first round matches of the ring of honor sea of honor tournament announced lethal versus whitmer Daniels versus Delirious, Skrull versus Titus, Young versus Gordon, and Bracket B is Briscoe versus Ferrara, Adam Page versus Kazarian, Cheeseburger versus the Beer City Bruiser, Jay Briscoe versus Kenny King. All those have been announced for sure. There's more matches coming. Plus, you got Live Talk is Jericho with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Live Talk is Jericho remembering Eddie Guerrero with Conan and Rey Mysterio Jr. Live Talk is Jericho with Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler. Live Talk is Jericho with the entire Bullet Club. Mick Foley doing his 20 years of hell stand-up show. I'll be doing one of my own words of Jericho live shows. I'm going to be marrying people. We got Keeping It 100 versus uh, versus Killing the Town. Conan, Disco Inferno, and Shane Helms in a live debate with Don Callis and Paul Lazenby, and plus a third member to be added later. So much stuff. Live comedy from Brad Williams, Craig Gass, Ron Funches, The Impractical Jokers. Live music from Corey Taylor of Slipknot and Stone Sour. Fozzie will be performing. Bill Campbell, The Bastard Sons, King, The Stir, The Dave Spivak Project, The Cherry Bomb, Shoot the Thrill, Blizzard of Oz. Uh, so many crazy, 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 unbelievable, can't-miss events happening. Chaperone by SoCalVal, Noel Foley. If you like wrestling, we got some for you. If you like rock and roll, if you like paranormal, Beyond the Darkness is going to be there. We're going into full-on last-minute uh, uh, sales pitching here. ChrisJerichoCruise.com. Join us for the inaugural voyage of this amazing ship, the Norwegian Jade, leaving from Miami, going to the Bahamas October 27th, returning October 30th. You do not want to miss this. It's going to be the vacation of a lifetime, the wrestling event of the year, the rock and roll event of the year. I am going to be there. I'm guaranteeing you're going to have the best time of your life. So we will see you there, uh, and we'll see you on Friday when we got the new Hailstorm record. It's just come out. It's called Vicious. Lizzie Hale is going to be here. Uh, the whole band is going to be here. Hailstorm. We'll see you on Friday. In the meantime and in between time, stay hard, stay hungry. Peace, love, and hugs. And a big, yeah, boy, I'm fired up, baby. ChrisJerichoCruise.com. We'll see you there. See you on Friday.